everyone, and welcome to the Hustle and Holmes podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Holmes, and it's my goal here to share interesting stories that are happening in the Bitterroot Valley, in Montana, and even beyond. Now, if you like the content that we're publishing here, I really hope that you go to our YouTube page, our Spotify page, uh, our Instagram profile, and like, subscribe, share it with your friends, leave us a comment, leave us a five-star review if you would. It really helps grow the channel. And if you also have a story that you would like to tell, if there's something interesting going on that you know about, uh, get in contact with me, please. It's ryan at exitrealtybv.com. Without further ado, here's the next episode. You you certainly you certainly are welcome to feel free to be <laughs> yourself. We are we are a non-judging podcast here. Anyway, we're back, everybody. Um, we let's see, what do we make? A beet kvass cocktail. Yeah. Um, super simple. Super simple. But with great ingredients. Let's give it a try. Okay. Cheers. Well, cheers. Mm. BT. Oh, that's good. Mm. See, if it feels healthy, even if it's a. I love it. Little bad, little good. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's very neutral. We're not doing anything wrong now. Mm. Oh, that's tasty. That's real good. Earthy. Mm-hmm. BD. Gives you the little beet mustache. Mm. <laughs> it's gonna freak me out tomorrow. <laughs> that is the worst. <laughs> when you when you forget you ate beets the day before. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, ah! I never forget. <laughs> Well, yeah. I forget and then I'm reminded. Right. <laughs> right. No, I love, yeah, no, beets. I love beets. I think it's in my DNA somewhere, somehow. I don't know. Something about them. It's kind of like, I feel like it's almost like cilantro with some people. Like they either love it or oh, hate yeah. it. Right? Right? Some people think cilantro tastes like soap or something. It's a genetic thing. It's That's really weird. That's what I heard, but I don't know. I don't, I have, that, I don't have that gene, so I don't, I don't believe it either. Thank goodness, because I love cilantro. Same, right? Yeah. It's one of those... Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I went to culinary school at the CIA in New York. Oh, nice. And one of my classmates was also from Vermont, or from Vermont. Okay. Um, so North New England area. Mm-hmm. And yes, it was grade B maple syrup. Yeah. Or nothing. Yeah. No, that's I'm a total snob when it comes to maple syrup. Yeah, grade A is. Greatest BS, man. No, and they recently changed, like, the gradation system. Oh, really? Yeah. And I forget, because I still am just like, give me the B. But um, I think all maple syrup from Vermont is delicious. But I do love that robust grade B. mm. It's a particular flavor. It tastes like. It, maple sap yeah yeah i mean not to say that the grade a doesn't but it's much it's, it's like the, it's like the bush light of it's just like yeah great, <laughs> do you, do you yeah. want to drink bush light or you want to drink a full flavored ale i'll drink a full flavored ale yeah i think different i think they're meant for different applications okay that's fair yeah you can just like drizzle some a on grade a like the lightest kind on top of some ice cream or something. 
<laughs> or take, I don't know, I take shots of all of it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing yeah. shooters of maple syrup. Yeah, I know. When you go to a maple, when you go to a sugar bush, right? When you go to a farm that grows. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Sugar bushes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, not a maple grove, not a maple orchard, and a, a sugar bush. Pretty sure it's a sugar bush. Yeah. Right. You can look it up, but we don't have technology here to Google things. So <laughs> good. Um. Yeah. No. When and you can go in and sample all the stuff. All right. Yeah. The different grades and blah blah. blah. Is there a grade C? No. It's just A and B. Yeah. Hmm. And then, like I said, I think it changed recently. And I don't know what the new, I don't know what the new names are. That's what they do. They just switch it up on you. I know. Just when you know what you like. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I just love going and like just taking little shooters of all the different. Getting hopped up on the syrup. Grades. Yes. It's so good. Pulling some super trooper stuff. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> 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 You get all crazy when you get all syruped up. Mm. Um, we're talking about syrup because maple syrup in this cocktail is delicious. I believe it. It yeah. would be really good. Yeah. yeah. We, um, I, that's funny because I almost grabbed the maple syrup too mm. on the way out of the house. But I would have judged you depending on. Well, I don't know where to find grade B. Mm. You gotta, well, I do. Where? Uh, okay. So, um, Angie and Jamie, Blue Coyote Farm. Okay. So, um, Angie is Blue Coyote Farm and also Piney Mountain Herbals. Um, there, Jamie's family has a sugar bush back in Vermont. He's from Vermont. And so he goes back and sugars, and then he carts back a bunch of maple syrup, and then they sell it this here. This is a whole, whole new vernacular that I'm learning here. Yeah. And so hey. you sometimes can buy it um, through O'Hara. Online. Oh, okay. Yes. Which I am a member now. Yes. Oh, I, know. I know. Welcome. Oh, yeah. And can, you... Wait, can I talk about O'Hara Commons a little bit? Push it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Plug it. Plug all the things. Yeah, so I have a business, but really what I love is extracurricular activities. <laughs> yeah, because you, you have all the free time in the world. <laughs> um, I'm super into community, right? Like why we need, we need each other, right? Community. It's true especially in a rural um, state. Um, but anyway, so O'Hara Commons and Sustainability Center is a nonprofit organization here in town. I am on the board of it um, for the past couple years, but they are, basically our mission is like um, uh, creating ac- equitable access to local food. So um, they run the Wednesday evening farmer's market from mm-hmm. June through September. Um, we also have an online market that kind of um, came about to answer the needs like uh, during the the lost years, if you will. The Cerveza sickness? <laughs> during the lost years, yeah. Um, during the long weekend. Mm. Um, so basically it was like, you know, creating an online platform where people, so growers can still have outlets to sell their food because yeah. farmer's markets weren't running you know what i mean yeah yeah and so and nobody wanted to go to the grocery store so anyways they pivoted quite well awesome. and were able to create an online platform um where growers and producers because i'm not a grower but i produce things um list their stuff 
people the the shopping period is open um sunday morning through super early wednesday morning and then you um pick up at o'hara in right here in hamilton um on the corner of fourth and state like right across the street you know where it is across street from the library um and you pick up on thursdays and it's like a drive-through like you drive in the alley and here's your box yeah and you're like hey it's Aaron and they're like cool here's your box of food that you ordered online and it's all local produce um we even have um some legumes and stuff from like timeless seeds um bread from grist milling and baking in Missoula but also Oddfellows Bakery and Salmon which are both amazing bakeries yes um Obviously, my stuff, House of Ferment stuff is there. The Piney Mountain Herbals and Blue Coyote stuff is there. The maple syrup sometimes and other herbal delights. Um, Sweet Belly Farms, Gal Cameron over in Salmon, Idaho, sells her stuff. Um, Lily of the Valley. Um, She makes soaps, lovely soaps. Wonderful soaps. And yeah, and like does floral arrangements and teas also. Yep. Just lots of wonderful things with... Of course, also like vegetables, you know, yeah. the main staple. Um, and that's all winter long. And we have a couple growers in the valley who grow our, in the winter, which is great. So we have like fresh greens right here. Nice. Yeah. You can just order online and pick it up. It's so great. And there's dairy from yeah, li- you, from yeah. Lifeline and meat. Um, I think Living River Farms does the chicken and you can buy the chicken online. Oh, awesome. like, yeah, it's great. Do you get stuff from, um, what was it, uh, Winter Kissed? Yeah. No? Is yeah. what it's called? Mm-hmm. I met They're Max of, last yeah. year. Yeah. He's a... Hoot. Max? Yeah. He's a hoot. Oh, he's a wild dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. He had it. That was a great time. Yeah. Um, part We were part of the Leadership Bitterroot oh, okay. nice. uh, deal that went went up there. And I mean, you talk about somebody who loves what they do. Yeah. The guy just exudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Exudes that energy. It was amazing to be up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, here commons, yeah. And so we have the farmers markets, um, and then we have other. We got so, like a seed bank. Yeah, education and resource sharing. Um, so there's workshops and stuff. The, there's a master naturalist course that's taking place that is um, co-hosted with O'Hara. Um, there's yeah, we used to run kids camps, and I've done workshops there, and. We have a like yeah, a small tool a tool library and there is a seed library and um it's just a really good community resource. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's in a nice spot too. Yeah, and cool we also we partner with other mm, groups and nonprofits too and um there's some other um food programs that we work with as well. Okay. Um there's like a I can't remember I'm so horrible. I know the acronym, but anyways, um, basically they are, they get, they're able to purchase food from local producers and put together food boxes that go to underserved community members. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and so it's, uh, it's a win, win, win for. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All the way around. Um, and then the other benefit that O'Hara offers is that we, in both the, um, in-person summer market and the online market we accept snap and double snap and so um a lot that's the supplemental nutrition nutrition assistance program yep. and so a lot of those dollars 
um, and up going to like people can spend them at the grocery store, right? Sure. Um, not double snap, just regular snap. Mm-hmm. But because we have this market that we can't, we basically operate all year long. Like people can come to our markets and not only use their snap, but m- get matched with double snap, so they get twice the bang for the buck, if you will. Um, and that all that money is like they're getting more nutritious food, fresher food, and all that money is staying right here in our community. Yes. Which is such a, it makes such a huge difference. You know, otherwise, oh, otherwise you know what I mean? They're, yeah, go, that's fine. People go to grocery stores and it's great. But like, if you can spend it at a local farmer's market and double your, what you get for what you have to spend, like, why not? Win, win, win. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That's I did not great know thing. that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's just like a nice, good way to um, help, um, you know, kind of like the bridge of like producers and um, people who are eating the food and keeping it all kind of like tight and like right here in our community and connecting people who need food with people who have food. Bolsters on help. both sides. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Supports growers, supports consumers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gives you something to do on your... All your free time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have so much free time, you're also associated with the Grange. The Grange. As well. Ask, when is he going to ask about the Grange? <laughs> oh, that was coming. <laughs> Which I am soon to learn the secret, secret handshake of. Mm-hmm. Well, when you become a member, when you go to your work. Or you know, <laughs> um, the, yeah, so I am a member of Rocky Mountain Grange, number 116. Here in Hamilton. That's the one located just south of town, just next to the veterinary mm-hmm. clinic, yep. between the vet clinic and, what was that? Like Lone Pine, Lone Pine gas station. Yeah. Yeah. Across. You've seen it. I know you've seen it. I know. It. Across from Murdoch's-ish. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, the Grange is great. I've been involved with that. Uh, we're actually, we're a fraternity. Fraternal organization, which it's with its roots based in agriculture, um, National Grange, there's National Grange, there's State Granges, and then there's Community Granges. Um, we're a Community Grange. Um, and yeah, we have, right now, we, um, so yeah, it's a fraternity, it's history, long, long history of basically rural communities um, coming together and advocating for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, you know, making sure their needs are met and they're supporting each other, basically. Um, and so what we're doing now, right, this was back, like, the Grange system started back in the, like, late 1800s. So it's a very long-standing fraternal organization. Yeah. Um, it's funny. That was a fraternity. And I was like, I'm very, like, not a fraternity type of person. <laughs> but. It is. It's the local frat house, It's people. the local <laughs> We have keggers. No, <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> um, but really, it's just like, oh, it's a place for people to gather. It's a place. Uh, we A lot of food producers or food-adjacent people yeah. are, are, are members of the Grange. You don't have to be in, in agriculture to be a member of the Grange. Um, but a lot of – I that's just – I know a lot of those folks. Sure. And so that's some of the people that ended up coming in. Um. But it's just a way to, like, you know, check in on each other and be like, what is going on in our community? Or yeah. who needs 
you know, who had a crop failure and do they need, what do they need? Is there a way the community can help? Um, we also have a music series that we run usually like October through April. And so it's like live from the Grange and it's potlucks with a purpose. And so it's basically, we have a potluck once a month, we have a potluck and live music and we partner with uh, another nonprofit in the community. Mm-hmm. It's all by doing like, you know, entry and drinks by donation and, Whatever money comes in, we pay the bands, and then um, most of that money goes to the nonprofit, and the Grange keeps a little bit to keep the lights on. There so you go. we can keep doing it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and it's great. And people come out, and um, I just, it's a nice, um, open, safe place. Like families, you know what I mean? Like people Oh, yeah, it's kids. a great place. Yeah. I like, mean, I remember going there as a kid myself. Right. That was, you know, I, when, I, when I stepped through those doors, when was that? Uh, beginning of October, hmm. at the the potluck in October, uh, that was the first time probably in twenty five years maybe that I had been right in that inside building. of that building, and it's it was very nostalgic. It was uh, it's a cool. It building. was funny because it was like nothing has changed right? <laughs> a little it's, bit. So. It is. It's sort of a time it, capsule. It, yeah, right, yeah. In a way, the same art is hanging on the walls in the I stairwell, like, and every time I walk into the Grange, like it's the same like. It's just, it has this like grangy smell. Like there's just like yes. this smell that is like, it's not bad. It's just like, oh it's man, the Grange. I'm at the Grange. Like it's good. Yeah, no, it's great. I love it. I'm. Oh. And it's all the same people pretty much that I'm, most of the same people anyway right. that I remember from uh, when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's a good, it's just like a community gathering space. Um, there, and then other, the, Anyone can rent the building, right? The building is super cool. So people, the public can rent it. Yeah, the stage. Yeah. Huge wooden dance floor. Great stage. The sound, for some reason, is amazing without much effort in that building. We have the entire downstairs is just like open for whatever else there is. Where they shove the kids usually. Yeah, totally. No, (laughs) that's that's like my vision was like, ooh, yeah, the kids can just run amok down in the basement. Like so much fun. And they do. And it's great. They just go feral. It's true. Under some amount of supervision. You know what I mean? Like, all the adults are there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's great. It's fine. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then there is a lot of, like, there is a lot of history and really cool stuff to learn about, like, the Grange and, like, historically what it's been and what it's done and um, how else you can be involved in other other ways. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is handshake and whatnot. But, Yeah. Very You'll secret, learn. very secret. You'll learn. Got to pay my $35. Yeah, $35 a year to be a member. Boom, look at that. Screaming deal. That's nothing. Uh, no. Um, and then, yeah, there's some other people have put on some really cool events too. Um, Chapter One Bookstore just did a workshop with Helen Atow, who um, is a author, farmer. Okay. Yeah, super great. Um, and so they did like a, you know, she just put out a new book. So it was like a new book workshop talk something um agriculture based um and then another one of our members who's also associated with chapter one bookstore those ladies are just powerhouses right yeah mara's killing it yeah mara and katrina and marissa and um yeah marissa organized a pie breakfast in to benefit to benefit safe um that was last spring or something i think i can't remember not that long ago um and it was so cool it was just like everyone um a lot of people baked and donated pies, and then you paid 
X amount, like 10 bucks to get in or something. And then it was like all nice. the pie you could eat. Okay. Yeah. Pie, by, like pie by the slice. Just come and eat pie. Well, speaking of pies, you got to <laughs> give me the recipe of that one you made. That was <laughs> incredible. Really? It was so good. Okay. Holy cow. Well, that's good. I mean. I ate like half of it. Well, it was a savory pie. It was. Yeah. And so I felt fairly confident with a savory Are you, pie. Are you not much of a baker? I'm not much of a baker. Dude, that crust was so good, though. I had a little help. Oh, now the truth comes out. Not really. I mean, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But I am, yeah. You were the overseer of the pie. No, I put I made the filling. Okay. And I put all the damn herbs on it. It was a lot of herbs. It was a lot of herbs. <laughs> and cut them all out. Are you ready for a bigger house? Downsizing? Need to be closer to family or work? Whatever the reason, when it's time to move, it's time to find a realtor. Exit Realty Bitterroot Valley is a full service brokerage that prides itself in being a true advocate for their clients, whether they are buying or selling. To learn more about the services we offer, simply text HUSTLIN to 85377. That's H-U-S-T-L-I-N to 85377. But it wasn't herb pie. Right, right. Kind of fit. No, that was delicious. Good. I was really, it was hard to um, not, take a little slice out of it before I give it to you. <laughs> well, that's why I need the recipe so I can make it again yeah, so you yeah. can have some. Okay. Deal. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I can give you the recipe. All right. That's easy. It was in a book and I just did it. Hey. I didn't make it up. Yeah. That's f- that's perfectly fine. Was it better than my pierogies? Dude, the pierogies were delicious too. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. That that came from the soul. Yeah, that did. Though that yeah. was true. Yeah. True Eastern. Right. Although that was the first time I'd ever really made those, really? too. Really? Yeah. I know. I know. Got to make those more often. Pierogies are good. Mm-hmm. Did you make the dough for those, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. See? Yeah. That's easy dough, though. Uh, well, you got the genetic. It's the genetic thing. You, you the, right? Yeah, I think. You, you got the... It's in there already. It's in there. That's what I'm saying. I think some of this stuff is in my DNA somehow. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. I know. As weird as that sounds. I don't know. Does that sound weird? No. I, I can relate to that. I mean, I, I have a love of... Lager beer and sauerkraut, I think, for mm-hmm. a reason. Like okay, I right. do have a significant portion of German heritage. Right. So. Right. Yeah, Eastern European, German, whatever, yeah. People who eat good things. It's true. Well, that's the fun part. That's what I'm saying. Like, learning through learning about other people's cultures through food is, like, the fun way to do it, I think. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, lo- I mean, that's that's what got me into food initially it really is is this easy way to explore the world mm, right without having to really go too far right you know because i well, i couldn't travel when i was young right too young anyway before i was 18 so right. <laughs> you know it's like all right so let's cook uh let's make this thing because right. it's interesting from you know korea or whatever and right but then you did grow up and travel a bunch huh i did yeah um once well, I was very career-oriented when I first got out of school. Hmm. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do this. Um, <laughs> I, that happens. I got a, got a job, got tired of living in a city, and I was living in San Francisco at the time, and just got fed up with the amount of rent I paid for the lack of uh, 
niceness that the general uh, that the city had in general and yeah uh, I mean don't get me wrong there was a lot of cool stuff there though I, right. I still have some great friends um, you know a bunch of my friends uh, that I still see and am in contact with now I made while I was living there and the I mean the food was the real reason that I went there anyway so that I was, was there's um, trade-offs right like if you live in a big city like that like yeah. you have access to probably yeah amazing food and oh you go museums you could, you could like, go eat in a different country every night if you yeah, want to like right i feel like having cambodian food tonight okay i'll walk the six blocks down the right. street to uh what was it called uh i can't remember the name of the restaurant now burmese superstar that's what it was burmese superstar yeah um amazing burmese food right and you know just the or you could go get Japanese, or you could go get like uh, Turkish, or some Middle Eastern, or right. whatever African, anything you wanted, it was there. And they—that's th- the nice thing about cities like that too—is they have the ingredients and the cultures present to. If you want to make those foods accurately, right? I right? was just gonna say that, like, being in a more rural place where we can't just walk six blocks and. Get, oh, dude, I miss Indian food so much. Get any food we want. It, in a way, sort of forces us to try to do, like, try to recreate things on our own. Sure, yeah. Where you get curious about stuff, and you're like, or maybe you had, like, injera one time at an Ethiopian restaurant, and then you're like, oh, my God, I just need injera. <laughs> <laughs> and then you try to make it, and you're like, oh, no. That's, it's, just, it's just not the same. That's just not the same. <laughs> But you do try, you know? Yeah. So, like, you learn, yeah, because you have to, kind of. Oh, yeah. you can't just be I like, mean, I'm just going to go get some Ethiopian food. But it's, and it's not, I mean, I love, so you can cook it too, right? You can you can try to cook it and try to recreate it the best you can. But there's also, one of my favorite things about going to restaurants like that is you can also, you have the experience of being, you of kind of being in, within that culture too, right? Because... It tends to be that it's those individuals. I mean, that's how a lot of these things start is, you know, they want that food. Right. There's, a, the there's a community of people it. there. Yeah. There's a community of, of, of a particular group of people there. They want to have the food from their homeland or whatnot. And so some of them start a restaurant. And you get, it becomes this environment also that is reflective of the culture that it's coming from. Yeah. And so... That I think that adds to it as well in in a significant yeah it's a whole experience way too yeah, yeah so it's if you want it to be right like yeah because it's really difficult to deck your house out it, you know change your kitchen around for every you know, yeah. it's like tonight we're having Koreans so we're you know mm-hmm. we're getting a different table we're getting <laughs> a different dishware <laughs> like no we're getting all the little you know those stoneware right. and everything like that we try our best yeah that that's one of the things I I really loved about. Um, the Korean restaurants in Oakland, they have, like, you go in and, you know, you order your food and then they bring you this whole selection of, All the, like, fermented yes. and candied different things. And you could just sit there and you've got, like, 12 different items you just kind of pick at until your food mm-hmm. comes. And, my God, they're so good. So good. I know. I <clears throat> Best kimchi I've ever had in my life. Ooh, really? Yeah. Mm, I know. I want to go. I'm like, it's on my list, but I really want to go. Um, yeah, I just want to go on eating vacations, if you will. We'll call them sabbaticals or something. <laughs> I know, uh, tasting sessions. Yeah, International uh, yeah. tasting sessions. Right? You can just go and 
yeah, go to Korea, go to South Korea and like just try yes. all the different kinds of kimchi. You know what I mean? Like I would be so on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. You I, should uh, you should start a tour. We're going on a kimchi tour. Right? I know. I was in Southern California a couple years ago. Not that long ago. I was at KombuchaCon, actually, which oh is boy. a conference for kombucha brewers and kombucha brewer adjacent type people. Interesting. Yeah, it was in Long Beach. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was put on by um, Kombucha Brewers International, which is the only trade group for kombucha brewers, which is great. It's a whole, that'll be a whole other podcast. Um, it, was, it was a conference, and it was Long Beach, and it was great. And, but I was, and I was there by myself, and um, I found this amazing Korean restaurant. I went, Ooh. like, I was seriously there for, I don't know, three days or something. And I went, I found it on, like, the second day or the third. Found, I found it at some point in the trip, and I went back so many times. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, hi. Like, they knew me by the time I left. Oh, crazy white girl's bag. Yeah, they had to like <laughs> walk like a ways from where I was staying to get there. And they were like, you walked here? And I was like, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> I was like, I don't think you understand where I live. <laughs> I and, don't get this every day. Yeah. But it was, yeah, like so much. There's like all the things and like, oh, they had, they're oh, so good. Like, I love the yams. stew was like so delicious. That is one of my all-time favorite dishes so of good. all time. Oh, my God. And then it comes out, it's all bubbling, and you get the rice that's crunchy at the bottom, and the silky soft tofu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that. I mean, yeah. that's that's why I started making kimchi. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. In the first, so you, yeah. It was, was one of the inspirations, like, you know what? I can make it. And I can have kimchi stew whenever I want. Right. I know, it's so good. But I still can't get it exactly right. I know. Well, we because we're not... Because we're not. Well, I never learned. It's I never learned from. Well, and I think a lot of like, you know, it's like any food. I think it's like any food of a culture. Like it takes a long time. Like to really. Oh, and I, yeah, and you know, it. any of those recipes you find on the internet, they're like my grandmother's recipes for yeah. beef stew or whatever. It's it's a recipe, but you don't know the secrets. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like someone's no, no, grandma, no. right? And like, yeah, you have, yeah, it has to get passed down to you by a grandma in it, order for you to actually get good at making it. It says a quarter cup of carrots, but is that's, it really? It's who, not, that's not. That's not grandma's quarter cup. Nope. That's not grandma's <laughs> quarter cup of carrots. It's not Noni's quarter cup, right? Yeah. yeah. No. No way. Yeah. There's always the technique. There's the special <laughs> little thing. There's the, oh, I forgot to write that on the recipe. Right, I know. Yeah. So. There's some recipes that are like that. It's like, uh, like you can share them with people and they'll be like, it just didn't come out the same. And you're like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like that, that cocktail that I was telling you about that I was making. Yeah. The, the rum one. I do. The one I, that had like, oh, like five re- different lists, five different recipes within a recipe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got to make all the components for it and then yeah. you, and then you mix it all together. Yeah, you lost me at recipe two within the recipe. I was like, oh, God. Listen, <laughs> it's tasty. Uh, it's still got some refining to do. Uh, but you know, these culinary people and they're like, they're highfalutin, like we got to do everything, you know, it was a great time. The restaurant was fantastic. Uh, they made this wonderful cocktail based on a painkiller. It's a tiki cocktail. Based on a painkiller? A painkiller tiki cocktail. 
It's like rum and pineapple juice right. and some like some sort of mind eraser thing. In a in a similar vein, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had yeah, so they have all those recipes in there, you know, for the components because it was like a, a couple different simple syrups and then this right. other thing. And I think there's a couple like red herrings in there because I made all the stuff and then I put it together. I was like, this doesn't taste right. So like in the in the actual cocktail recipe, they have putting a half ounce of lime juice. Mm. Made the cocktail. I made the cocktail pretty much as it says in the recipe. No, <laughs> this is not even close. Took yeah. out the lime juice. We're getting closer. Okay. I think it was just a little bit like. Let yeah. me put this in that and mess dash with him. Dash this, dash of that. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if he catches this. Yeah, like, it's a yeah. test, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do appreciate that, like, you know, that sort of foodie, like, way of being, of, like, creating each of your ingredient elements is a recipe. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of cool. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, like, a, a cinnamon simple syrup that goes into it. Yeah. But then in the great... In the actual grand aspects of things, it's like three percent of the whole recipe, but there's yeah. just enough of the sim- like just enough of that flavor to yeah. do something, right? Maybe, hopefully, maybe, if maybe you it's all in your head, right? That's the yeah. other thing. Maybe it's just all imaginary, right? Only you will know. Only I will know, right? It's like those those studies or the tests that they do where they give people like a non-alcoholic beverage, but they tell them it's alcoholic and they start acting drunk. Placebo, yeah. Placebo effect. Yeah. It's a thing. It is. I kind of just like to keep things a little simple, though. You know what I mean? Like, like this drink. There you go. Pretty simple. Vodka, kvass. Maybe it could be better Soda. if we added some other things, right? Layer a few the, more things in there. I think the there. maple syrup. I know. The agave adds a nice little bit of sweetness, but I think that maple is the yeah, especially the, the grade B. The grade B, you need that grade B. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to try some? Uh, okay. Yeah. Stuff that I found in my fridge. Oh, nice. Is this a rediscovering? <laughs> no, this this I've had for a while. Oh, also. These are the. Also. Yes. Your relish was amazing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's right. You, I gave you some of the green tomato. Yeah, and yeah. I'm so glad I was selfish the other night when you came to the potluck with a loaf of bread oh yeah and it seemed as if it was not for the potluck and i was like oh that well i i I had initially made it for the potluck but then we showed up so late i was like this is better served just giving to air (laughs) well i'm glad because also that bread was delicious thank you yeah we uh yeah since my sister's been back Mm -hmm. uh we've been Making sourdough every week. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love it's it. It's a nice little project, a little yeah. pet to keep keep uh, track of. You know, you gotta I feed it all the time. Kitchen pets, obviously. Yeah. Gotta you know smell it, make sure it's still yeah. going well, mm-hmm. and, and then you build it up and you know, find so you a what chip is here. That? So these are these are just lacto fermented tomatoes. Ooh, nice. So from my dad's garden. Okay. Um, and the chilies that I put in there too. Let's see if I can get you. Let's, chunk um, here when yeah like when did these when did you ferment them how long have they um, been fermented i fermented it in september okay for about what is it about two weeks i think thank you there you go and uh 
Um, I'm just going for it. Just do it. Go for it. Taste it. I'm going to have one, too. Um, I put some chili in there, too, from the Mm. plant that's in my dad's garden. So it was a, I just, a little bit of salt Mm -hmm. and, you know, just slice the tomatoes and uh, let it go for about two weeks. It's good. It's like kind of sweet. A little bit, right? The tomato. They were very sweet this yeah, year too. Yeah, has some like really nice sweetness um, These to were it. early girls. Okay. For the most part, early mm-hmm. girl tomatoes. Mm-hmm. My absolute favorite. And uh, mm, I would like I would drink that juice. Let's put it's the, real good. I'm like let's put that brine in a cocktail. That looks yeah. Oh, it's real good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been stopping myself from from eating this entire jar because I was like I know I want Aaron to try some, mm. but I want to do it here. Yeah. Um. They're good. They're fresh. They taste fresh. Right? Yeah, I mean, I only, I only let it go two weeks. Yeah. And then uh, stuck in the fridge. Right. So it's been since the end of... And things still ferment in the fridge. You yeah, know what I mean? a little bit, like, yeah. Just like just slowly. slowly. Yeah. Slowly. So there was a little bit of... They actually were... It was quite violent for a little while. Super yeasty. Well, a lot of sugar in there probably, yeah. too, right? Also, so. yeah. But I got a nice little, like, you know, the white yeast build up on the... Calm yeast. What's it called? Calm. Calm yeast? K-A-H-M. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what it was. When you say like white yeast. Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask it. I just <laughs> mixed it back in. <laughs> <laughs> you can. It'll throw off flavors a little bit sometimes, but for the most part. I mean, it's completely harmless. Mm. Yeah. But. Calm yeah. yeast. Yeah. Look it up. All right. I will. Yeah. I it's will. It's so cool. Like the. It's patterns and the it's texture and it looks really cool. Uh, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. The was when it, it when it grows on top. Yeah, was it okay? So it no, 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 no. There wasn't like a pellicle or anything. It was just no. So yeah, it doesn't often. It's not wouldn't. I don't think commies really, really forms a pellicle, but um, yeah. Hmm. We're probably. Talking I don't know. There's just a little bit of yeasty growth. Like every... yeasty stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was probably commies. That's my guess. Wow. Hard saying, not knowing. That's true. I didn't take a picture. Mm. Could have, should have, would have. Yeah, you got to take a picture. You got to take notes. You got to be true. like, you know. I used to be better about that kind of stuff, but this was kind of just, eh, we'll let it go. That's why I do that sometimes too still. And um, that's oftentimes when like my best stuff. <laughs> when is... you just stop paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I didn't pay attention. I didn't take any notes. Oh, I forgot um, about this. Yeah, I'm like, what? This is the best thing I've ever had. What did I do? Dang it. Oh, uh, that happens. Yeah. But that's kind of fun, too. Because then you're like, okay, I did it once. I can do it again. Maybe. Just blindfold yourself. And One of my mottos is always good, never the same. That's true. That's like my tagline. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it is, lie. too. Like, yeah, you, it's a lot. Never, you, can't, you can never recreate it no, exactly, right? You're, you'll never recreate this yummy tomato because the well, tomatoes will never be the same. Yep. Right? It'll be a different year. Like, the... The sugar content, the water content, you maybe grow a different variety of tomato even. Like, everything will be different. You know, the yeast is different. Like, the bacteria, you're not... That's right. Yeah. Everything. Somebody somebody else sneezed in the house and right. that got mixed in or, Who you knows? know. Like, every, yeah. Something that, you know... But it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be different, but it'll be good. Right. I know. That's so... That's, like, the fun part. It is, right? Yeah. I'm always, like, suspect of consistency. I was like... Hmm. It shouldn't be. Why is this so the same? <laughs> because we removed all of the good things from it. <laughs> right? 
Yeah. We took we took it apart yeah. to take everything out that could go wrong, and then we put it back together. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, the American cheese philosophy. American cheese melts really well, though. It does. It's the best on burgers, dude. I tell you what. <laughs> it's so. It's really not good for you. But. Also, maybe that's like, not like placebo effect, but like just like nostalgia will do things like that to your brain. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I love, you know, I love Twizzlers. I can't do those anymore. It's just such a weird. It's so bad. Oh, it's it's so strange. I'm definitely giving away way too many secrets. Um. Oh, are you putting Twizzlers in your kombucha? <laughs> or something? Twizzler kombucha. Ooh. That could be a thing. Mm, yeah, no. It might destroy any. <laughs> I wonder what would happen to a Twizzler. Like what? Would... It just gives up the yeah. The, the, this Kobe's just like I'm done. No, I feel like this Kobe would win. Yeah. Yes. I see an experiment in your future. <laughs> We're gonna come, we're gonna come back in six months. You'll be like, I have a new product, <laughs> Twizzler kombucha. Yeah, and it would probably be the bestseller. <laughs> I think it's a winner. Hmm. And it's not local. I can't. No, I mean ginger's not local either, and I make ginger kombucha, but I do try to stick with. Well, I mean, how many Twizzlers do you think you need for a batch? You can probably just. <laughs> one. <laughs> That's all it takes. Just one. <laughs> Yeah, but right. no, it's like a nostalgia thing. Like I think when I was a kid, I ate Twizzlers. Like oh, I'd for go sure, to the yeah. movies and like I would get Twizzlers. Yep. So it's just like a weird chocolate covered raisins. Oh, okay, you yeah. were one of those. And sour patch kids, mm-hmm. not at the same time. Obviously, that would be disgusting. I mean, I would try it. I think I did. That's why I <laughs> say it so so readily <laughs> that <laughs> it's. <laughs> um. Do you have any? culinary endeavors in your future like you have training and you worked in restaurants i know um i you know i just got super burnt out on working in the kitchen and working it's i mean it's a lot of work long hours you're on your feet all the time it's destructive to your body i'm like oh my god let's not even talk about it and i don't even i don't work on a hotline but like yeah let me yeah you want to you should come pack some kraut someday. I, oof. Yeah, it's brutal. I know. I believe it. It's. I don't it's doubt so it. So brutal. I do. You know, from time to time, I do miss the. Uh, I miss that the rush of the stress, mm-hmm. or the stress the stress of the rush. Either like could go either both. way. Yeah, both. Right. You know, when the ticket machine just starts spitting out things faster than you can keep up with, and you gotta just cook, and then there goes three and a half hours. Such a zone. Yeah. Yeah. When you, I, mi- I miss that part of being able to get, because now I have to to do work. I have to put myself in that zone. Mm. Where's being I, put into it? Where in, in this case, yeah, forces. where where in a kitchen, it's you're being thrown into it, whether you like it or not. And so then you just it switches on, and so you're on. And I'm yeah, I do miss that envi- that environment of working in you know of managing that stress and here you got all these things going on you got to cook this stuff and you got to stick it out and yeah 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 uh but i don't miss cleaning kitchens i don't i don't miss being on my feet for you know 12. 8 10 12 hours a day yeah. and uh but the yeah in my future i don't know i i i might get back into it i do cook as a hobby now yeah. you know i love yeah. i still love cooking right I still love that process, and 
you know, especially this time of year when I can make soups and, you know, that kind of thing. And I can really just kind of spend my time on it and not have to rush right. through it. And So is there a way to, like, create an environment that, you know what I mean? Like, does it have to be the crazy restaurant environment that everyone, like, knows? Or, like, most of us don't know because we don't actually work back in the back. But, like, there's enough TV shows out there that, like, tell people what it's <laughs> like, I guess. Like... That was, <laughs> that, that was always that was always one of my favorite members of the last place I, re- I worked in um one of the one of the guys that I worked with had a you know he'd have his phone up to play music all the time and then if it was like a slower day he'd be playing uh hell's kitchen <laughs> in german which was hilarious uh or no sorry not hell's kitchen uh gordon ramsay's kitchen nightmares okay. And so whenever that was on I always felt better you know it's like when you get into one of those states of mind where like oh this place oh, you know oh, this sucks and could be worse. And you're like you're watching the show, you're like, okay, it could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, does it have to be that way? Like, can't we create a place that Well, I I would it's something I've I've been playing around with a little bit in my head. Like I would be willing to to get back into it and if I were to do something I don't know, irregularly, if it if I was able to do like a dinner party sort of deal. Like it's a set mm-hmm. menu for a small group of people. And you want to be a private chef. I do, but I also don't want to do that full time either. Right. That would be, that wouldn't be fun. Like I would, I would be willing to do it. Like right now I feel like once a quarter I could do it where I could put together a meal for, you know, 15, 20 people and it would be set. Right. So instead of it being, instead of having like a huge menu and have a bunch of orders come in, it's okay. We have these, these three, four, five courses that we've prepared everything for ahead of time, and we're yes, gonna, chef. you know, yes, chef. get everything together. And it's a movie. Have you? I can't remember the name of that movie. Oh, it's kind of creepy. Well, I I just remember saying that a lot. Yes, chef. I went to a school where it was it was a little militaristic in that in that sense. So it was, you know, the you had to respect the authority right. of the chef, and you answer. It was always the callbacks. You what know, it's like you answer chef. yes, chef. I can't. What's the name of the movie? Is that the one with? Um, What's his face? You know that actor. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Silver Linings Playbook. It's like a, Brad Brad Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Is it that one? I can't remember. I that r- that that like. Uh, they go to like some private rom com. No. Chef drama thing. No. No. It definitely was not. Or no, it wasn't a comedy, but it was. It like, was like sort of a comedy, but not really. Yeah, one of those. So like. Uh, They're on some private island thing. And it's like this, yeah. Okay. You got to get like a golden ticket to like go to this thing and they go to this thing. And... Is that the the one where they murder the people? Oh, the, uh, the menu. I haven't seen it. The, the menu. menu. Yeah, with uh, with with Fines. Ralph, Ralph Fines. Yeah. I, the men, I think that was it. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Oh, yeah. You just, yeah, spoiler alert. You just spoiled it. What? That he says yes, chef? No, that they murder him. Oh, I think that was obvious from the preview. <laughs> I guess I never saw the preview. Oh, okay. So I saw the trailer in the in the in the theater once. I was like, somebody's getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because it's a mysterious island, and you go there, and they lock them all in. And weird things happen. Weird things happen. It's a very militaristic kitchen. So definitely not a rom com. I mean, it depends. Yeah, maybe on, for some people, it depends on your definition of romance and comedy. I suppose. Fair enough. People have different uh, right. definitions of certain Both. words. Both. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
Oh boy! All right, I think that's a good point to end it. Um, we gave, yeah, we gave a movie review. We, yeah, we went through it all tonight. Right. Look at that. Sort of. Hey. I, feel, I feel like we could do a part two. I definitely feel that. This has been a joy and a pleasure, Aaron. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming in. I'm glad that you you. I'm glad that you came. I know you were nervous about it. I and you were a little uh, apprehensive, and mm-hmm. but it went well. Yeah. You had a good time. Yeah. You loosened up. Well, we had two drinks. Also, so. that helps too. <laughs> it was a good idea, by the way. Yeah, I know. Um, and I would be happy to provide your next guest and you with some uh, cocktail makings, some oh, mixers. Hey, Maybe all right. This could be a thing you do now. I like so it. With a little sponsored by House of Ferments. Right? I like it. I would put you up here for sure. I'd keep you. I'd keep a jar of your stuff around. And put your stickers on. We'll talk more about that for sure. Okay. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Well, thanks for having. Or th- thanks for having me. You're on my show. What am I talking about? All right. Thanks for being here, Ryan. We'll talk. We'll. Uh... <laughs> All right. Goodbye.